Anybody watch the Whitney Houston funeral yesterday? A little bit? I don't know. Maybe it's because where I come from. But we, I've never seen the news channel broadcasting live church. So I thought it was awesome. Amen? There were a lot of things going on um, as well. But um, we want to rescue the good parts. Amen? Well, it's great to be here today talking to you. I'll ask you to bear with me. Conflict resolution. We can probably do a 10-week series on that. So I'm going to try to do my best to convey some of the principles, Christians' principles, that we have for conflict resolution. And, um, but really, to be honest with you, there's, there's a lot of resources out there. Very good. If you Google it, you'll come across a lot of things, uh, Christian things, good things. Uh, also, of course, our own material. This doesn't focus necessarily on the issue of conflict resolution, but this will deal with many of the cause of the conflict. So if we tackle the cause, we go quite far avoiding conflict altogether. Amen? So this is uh, Mastering Your Emotions. It's a book by Pastor Colin Dyer, senior minister, and I thoroughly recommend this book to you. If you haven't, had it, haven't read it, please go for it. This is life-changing material here. So... Um, it has to do with a lot of what he's been talking about from the beginning of the year, of going underneath, dealing with your motives, the reasons why we do what we do. And sometimes the reason why we have problems with people is because we are wrong. Can we kind of try to grasp that concept? Very hard for me. I'm a proud uh, Argentinian and... It's not easy when you're Latin, you know, these kind of things. You have to be always right. And, um, you know, could have ways of dealing with you. You know, some, some, in some countries they call them wife. Um, other countries, you know, have different names. But uh, uh, surely God has to deal, knows how to deal with me. But let me start today, let's start together by praying, shall we? And um, commending this meeting to the Lord once again, in this message. Lord, we thank you for you reach out to us first, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you will bless your word today. We ask you, Lord, that you will speak prophetically to your people today. In areas of their lives, Lord, that they need hearing you wherever they are. Maybe have nothing to do with conflict resolution, Lord. However, Lord, I ask you that you will speak to them today. Lord, I pray that as the gospel is preached in this place, the walls of KT will be called salvation. And that your anointing will be poured in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you turn into your Bibles to John 3.16. Well-known verse. Maybe most of you don't need to turn. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in him 
should not perish but have everlasting life. One of the things that I want to convey to you this afternoon is that the God that we serve is a God that restores relationships. Is a God that is interesting in us and in the relationship that we have with one another. He sent his son. I think I mentioned this in the prayer meeting on Wednesday. Um, for those, I, I, I honestly cannot grasp this concept, and maybe some of you will struggle with this, but I've been told that if you are a father, the greatest sacrifice you can do is not to give your life for something or for someone. The greatest sacrifice a father can do is to give up his son. It's the thing they probably love the most. The person they love the most. And God was so serious about restoration and bringing healing to us and making sure that we understand that he loves us. That he made that sacrifice for us. He sent his son Jesus so that we can restore that conflict. Restore that relationship with him which is the most important thing. And also, if that's who God is, and we want to be more like Jesus, and be more like Him, then how much more we need to learn to be restorers, not only to restore people to Him and to get, like we were talking about the evangelism course coming up, but also between one another. Amen? To make sure that that restoration spirit really reigns on us. Let me see what we're going to do. Let's turn to Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Amen. Philippians 2, 3 to 5. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Your attitude should be the same of that of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we've established that our God is a God of relationships, a God that doesn't mind confronting the situations to bring conflict to resolution and that Jesus character is one of not self ambition not vain conceit but a humble spirit we can go through many verses that tell us about the love of God and how it should be and how we, and how we should do it and not do it but when life happens to us 
It's all very nice written in the Bible, but it's sometimes so hard. Because when we put our trust and our invest of our love and our lives onto somebody, onto somebody else, and that trust and that love gets betrayed, it's extremely, extremely hard to deal with. As humans, we are fearful, we are defensive. This society, the world we live in, teaches to be like that. Build a wall. Don't show how you are really. It's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches there to love someone. There to go out of your way. To put yourself in harm's way for somebody else. That's what it means to trust somebody. If you are not invested with your life, with love, in a meaningful relationship where the core thing that is uniting that relationship is love and trust, then it's not really a deep relationship. It's a surface. And, and sometimes, you know, it strikes me how some people can seem to live and go through life for a very long time without making that connection of love with somebody else because they've been hurt so, so bad. And you know, uh, as I was preparing for this, I was talking to Gabriel and Gabriel was asking me questions just to, to get my thoughts going and stuff. And he said, you know, trust is something that you, it's a gift or it's something you earn. What would you say? You know, I thought it's a good question. Can you earn somebody's trust? And my first reaction, yes, yes, something you earn, like respect. You, you have to be nice to somebody. You have to love somebody, and then you earn your trust. You can be nice to somebody for a very long time. You can do everything they like, and still you don't earn your, their trust. Trust is a gift. They are choosing to put themselves in a burnable position before you. Trust means that you are out there and you could be hurt. If you could not be hurt by the relationship, then I want to propose to you that that's not really trust. It's not really loving trust. So, you know, how does this work? Well, you know, obvious things, you know, repentance, there has to be, in a conflict resolution scenario, has to be repentance from the offending party. Let's say it's a straightforward thing that somebody has come and do out of the complete blue something that you didn't like and has broken that trust. So there is the repentance from their side. From our side, the offended side is willingness to forgive and to start a restoration process. And there's the long road to reveal trust. Because takes a long time to generate that, connect, generate that connection of trust that we were talking about, and it takes amazingly little to break it. And so there, is, there has to be a rebuild of trust in which trust gets stronger as we go through life. And that's what, 
That's what I want us to, to focus on today, that, you know, the challenges that we have, the conflict that we have with people, they're not in vain. The things that happen to our lives have a purpose. We are in Christ. And, you know, we can be talking about very simple things here, like a friend of mine did a, a silly thing to me, and, and I'm upset about it, and I really... They, I, I told them a secret, and they shouldn't have, you know, told that other person, and that this other person is coming to me, and it, those were my business, I trusted in them, and not in somebody else, and to very deep and important things in your life, like your father, your mother broke your trust in a big way, your brother, your sister, your husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, You were in a relationship that left with somebody else. How does that make you feel? How does that build in your character defensive mechanisms that then don't allow you to further in life open up again and trust again? So we established we were created for relationships. There are many broken relationships in the Bible. There are also many restorations and, um, and resolutions of those conflicts and things that happen. And we established that reconciliation is a top priority for us followers of Jesus. And, you know, maintaining good relationships is an effort. It's a con constant effort in our part. And we do anything that includes a sacrifice because we know we're going to reap benefits from it. We know if we invest in our spiritual life, that's going to reap benefits. We know if we do sports and, and, and build the body and feed them properly, we're going to reap benefits from it. And we know that if we invest in people and in trusting people, we're going to generate a stronger bond of trust that is going to help us through life. Because as much as we have Jesus, the Bible is very clear, and especially because um, at, at the beginning, when Jesus just left the earth, they're saying like, how would they know? How would they know Jesus? We were with him a few years ago, but how would they know Jesus? Well, they will know Jesus through you. That's what the apostle was saying. You need to understand, you are Jesus to these people. You are Jesus. We are Jesus to our brothers and sisters. And so it's, it's so important that we don't forget that it's not all about us. It's also about being Jesus to our brother and sister. And sometimes we have to be the mature ones that said, Okay, I'm going to swallow my pride because I know he, she, he will need Jesus. He, she will need me by their side praying for them. I'm not going to let this small thing get in between us. But then, also, some relationships should be very well defined. You know, um, some people that... I've been hurt constantly, systematically, in relationships that are not working out. And uh, the woman 
normally if it's a, it's a relationship where you know it's been battering or things like that kept saying oh I have to forgive him I have to come back and I have to be a good Christian you know be careful be careful with those things I'm not saying you shouldn't but I'm saying there are boundaries there are limits there are things that you have to protect yourself if the other person is not willing to change the hurtful behavior towards you of course there are factors that we contribute to sometimes but sometimes um, we need to be careful and one of the things that I found when I was looking for this thing is that two verses that really came to me one of them about putting real boundaries in your in our relationships it says do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness and what accord has Christ with Belial and what part of the believer with an unbeliever as second Corinthians 6 14 and 8 to 18 so we have to put boundaries I as much as I love many of my friends that don't come to church that don't know Jesus that I don't have the same level of connection that I may have with my Christian friends because we share something different we are connected in a deeper way in the spirit and then even further Proverbs 22 24 says do not make friends with a hot-tempered man do not associate with one easily angered it's a recipe for disaster amen sometimes the wisest thing we can do is take a step back pray for them and put up boundaries because you need to protect who you are in Christ amen well we can see from what we've been saying in probably in your life experience that um, restoration is a, is, a prof, is a process conflict resolution is a, prof, is a process and um, a very important thing that I find over and over again as I, I do this in my life and, uh, and I read people that are supposed to know about these things is that so many times we need to search our hearts first even if we are the ones being hurt because we tend to want retribution we tend to want you know to see them walking in their knees from here to Liverpool and back before we can forgive them and many times even without realizing we can use the fact that we've been hurt as a manipulative tool to twist the arm of the person that has done wrong and we need to remind ourselves that we can be in their situation because all of us willing and unwillingly hurt people as much as we are hurt you can tell me yeah Esteban but I never did this to to my sister I never did that true but in different areas and in different intensities if you want to say it that way um, we we hurt people as well so 
it's always good to say, how would I like to be treated if I was on their shoes? If I was the one coming to ask for forgiveness? If I was the one saying, listen, I really messed up. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me. If you were that person coming to do that, how would you love to be treated? How would you like to be treated? So I understand that dynamic. Understand that a person that has come to ask for your forgiveness has already thought about it. And if he feels that he hasn't, then that's where the process kicked in. And if you feel that, oh, they're just saying that because they just want to get on with me and they say, you know, that was too quick. You know, they just did it and they're asking me for forgiveness. They obviously didn't think about it. They're not really truly repentant. Okay, if you think that, without being mean, again, without being manipulative, you take a step back and say, listen, okay, I understand that, I understand you, but this is a process that we need to embark on. The relationship needs to be restored, the trust, the bonds needs to be restored, and it may take me a little bit more than five minutes, because I haven't really processed what just happened. Okay? Now, what happened if the person that has offended us is not willing to accept that they've done anything wrong. How do we go about it? Many, many, many times uh, people just think we're crazy. Oh, he got mad for nothing. He doesn't talk to me anymore or I don't want to talk to them because who wants to have a friend like that, you know? It's important that we learn to confront with love. And by doing that, we need to identify objectively, and this is very hard, that's why I really encourage you to get this book on Mastering Your Emotions, because you need to know your heart and your motivations very well. When you come to tell somebody, listen, you have hurt me, but I really want to rebuild the trust within you and me. So why don't we have a conversation about this? You know, it's hard. Because if we have any other motivation in our hearts but to restore that connection, then we're going to get into being manipulative. We're going to get into, you have to do this, 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 this before I can trust you again. You're going to get into a lot of messed up relationship comings and goings that are not like Jesus, that are not loving, that show more the issues that we have than the issues that they have. Amen? And sometimes, the best thing that you can tell somebody is, come on guys, have a laugh, drop it, and get on with it. You know you love each other. Sometimes you see people, you know, fighting over nothing. It's like when I, uh, it's so clear in my mind. When I, because I, I call Argentina all the time, and I talk to my sister, and I talk to my dad, and they're like, I'm not talking to dad, my sister. It's like, come on, again? Yes, I'm not talking to him because I invited him to come to dinner and he didn't come and he said he had something to do and then I called him and he was at home, he had nothing to do. What is wrong with him? He doesn't want to come for dinner. Obviously, he doesn't love me. It's like, whoa! I'm 15,000 miles away and I can see. I'm going to call my dad. It's going to be the same thing. Hello? Yeah, your sister. Ah! Oh. You know, 
It's just so funny when you see it from the outside sometimes. You know, and a wedge like that could split families for generations. So it takes somebody to come and say, hey guys, stop being so stupid. Get on with it. You know you love each other. Don't let the devil put his tail between you, if he has one. I'm serious. Think in your life. What are those things, those little wedges that you let in your relationships? They could be easily dismissed. Just by smiling and saying, I love you. You know I love you. Yes, I know. I love you too. Come on. Give us a hug. That's it. Sort it. Don't need all my teaching, nor the, nor the course that Colin is doing on Wednesday. You know, that's a good one to be in. The counseling course. If you want to take it to another level, go for that one. To help people deal with these things. Let me see what else can I tell you. I have loads of notes. Notes. Too much. Yeah, let's finish with this verse. We're going to pray. I want us to spend some time praying. So um, let's finish with Ephesians 4. Oh, I think it's Ephesians 4. Hmm. I got my, my notes wrong here, but it's, I think it's Ephesians 4. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, loving for each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Therefore be imitators of God, as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you, and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. Let's pray. I want to first give an opportunity for all of you who are here today. And when I said at the beginning of my message that, you know, God so loved the world that gave his only son to resolve any conflict that might have been between man and God to restore the trust and the relationship between man and God. And if you are here this afternoon and you haven't given your heart to Christ, you haven't given your life to Christ, you haven't been able to get that connection from God, the way to do it this afternoon is through Jesus Christ. And I want you to pray Pray this prayer with me in your heart as I pray it out loud. It's inviting Him, inviting Jesus to come and restore, restore the relationship with your Creator.
Maybe you think, but Esteban, I, I never had a relationship with God. I don't know what that's like. Well, he wants to have a relationship with you. And that's what I mean. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. And I ask you, Lord, I want to know God. I want to have a relationship with you and with the Father. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to forgive me of all my sin so I can meet with God right now. Come into my heart, Jesus. Amen. I want every head bow and every eye closed in this place. But if you pray, pray that prayer for the first time today here, I want you to Lift up your hands so I can pray for you because I want to bless you and acknowledge you. So what I'm asking is if you pray that prayer, if you want your relationship with God to be restored, to be reestablished, to get to know God this afternoon, lift up your hands so we can pray for you. Anybody else? Amen. Let's pray for them. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will come into these people's hearts. That you will show them the Father and the love that you have for them. That you will help them with the conflicts in their lives with the issues in their lives. That you will be a God to them and they will be your children from this day onward. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now I want to invite people to come forward. And uh, for those of you that lifted your hands, somebody will come and talk to you. We want to give you a little present and to help you through your walk with your brand new restore relationship with God. So at the end of the service, somebody's going to come and talk to you about this. But I want to pray now for, for, for people. And like I said, for some of you, my message is get on with it. Go give him a hug. Give her a hug. Say, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. I'm sorry I did this. But I believe the Holy Spirit wants to minister deeply into our hearts. So if there's hurt in your heart of conflicts that have not been resolved, I want you to come forward. I also want you to come forward if you know that throughout this message you didn't hear much of what I said, but you felt, yes, I have to go and forgive that brother and start the conversation I want you to come forward as well also if maybe you're sitting down thinking I'd really hurt that person and I I left and I just ran away I didn't have the guts to ask for forgiveness I was just too proud too shy I want you also to stand up and come forward so I know there's many people that will fit in those categories, so 
start don't be shy start coming up all of us have been there once in different levels there's nothing to be ashamed of just come forward because I believe the Spirit of God will do something special will bring a healing will give you the determination that you need to go and ask for forgiveness will give you the right words will guide you through will give you the strategy Holy Spirit. Pour out your oil of healing upon us.